Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for Friday, February 23rd, 2018. On this edition of the the Foul Balls podcast, we will be covering tomorrow's English Premier League slate. And as always, I am joined by my co-host, Rob. What's going on, Rob? Not too much. Not too much at all. Thanks a lot for having me. How about yourself? How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Um, You know, just trying to keep warm in these cold days of winter. But, anyways, let's get started like we always do. Let's get started with goalie on this kind of weak and not so exciting EPL slate. But take it away, Rob. What are your takes at goalie? Yeah, it's not an exciting slate, and I think that's heavily defined by the keepers. Uh, and that whenever we have Liverpool keepers as the most expensive of the slate, you know it's going to be a pretty boring slate. Uh, but as per uh, Liverpool keepers aren't worth 6K at the best of games, and this isn't the best of game. West Ham's playing really well, so I'll be fading Liverpool keepers. Uh, the same can be said for Brom. They're just not worth 5.4, uh, and uh, it's it just doesn't interest me in terms of looking at a team that hasn't hasn't really won in forever at home, let alone uh, they, they're just not pulling out results at all. Brom are, uh, they're finding some draws and some ties, but... Uh, in terms of wins, and that's really what you need from 5.4K. You're needing a, a, at least a win and some saves and hopefully a CS bonus. That shouldn't happen for Brom. Uh, Brighton are equally on string from, excuse me, equally on string from that price range, uninteresting from that price range. Uh, they're, they're just unlikely to pay off from that high salary because it's such a, a low talent boring weekend. That's kind of what we're looking at. Uh, but Begovic is probably where I'll be starting this slate. Uh, my keepers, excuse me, yeah, having trouble getting words out, but only 5.1K. I think that's an excellent price for a home keeper, let alone one of Begovic scale. Uh, Bournemouth are coming off a really weird game last time, which was uh, everyone's had a few weeks break here. Uh, so I'll be looking at Begovic to do some work here with uh, against the Newcastle side that shouldn't be that that talented coming in. But uh, exactly on the other side of the ball, um, I, I do like the Newcastle key, keeper. I'll talk about him in a bit, though. But uh, I think Southampton, uh, Alex McCarthy is an excellent play this slate, and so is Karzingis on uh, Watford. I think those two represent some really interesting GPP plays, especially when you consider their wing-back stacking ability. I don't think there's going to be a lot of CS bonuses to go around the slate, uh, so I'll be looking at those two to probably sneak one in at a little bit low ownership. Uh, but uh, Burnley, I my original hope was to use Nick Pope this slate, and it just didn't pan out. His salary's a little bit too high going up against Southampton. Uh, Burnley are having one of the most historic falls in English Premier League history at the moment. They're in complete free-fall mode, and if they continue to fall, they could end up in the relegation zone. A lot of that has to do with how close the season is. I talked about it in the article this week, but uh, the standings are so incredibly close that two wins can send you to relegation. Or, excuse me, two losses can send you to relegation, and two wins can send you out of relegation. So Burnley are falling uh, into relegation here after being very close to clinching basically a spot uh, of uh, avoiding relegation. But uh, in, in terms of below that, uh, I do like Fabanski a lot uh, against Brighton. Just simply, he represents the only real cash value this late. Uh, like Pickford shouldn't get it done. He hasn't had a CS bonus in ages. Uh, I don't mind Debra- Debraca at all, the Newcastle keeper uh, who... 
basically stood on his head against Man United and got a CS bonus win. It was very impressive, actually. I watched the game. So I don't. it's hard for me to say go Begovic when I think Dabrak is such an interesting play himself. But uh, one of the reasons he's such an interesting play is because there just isn't any options. Like Losel against Brom, 4.1K, I don't know. Uh, Brom shouldn't be that bad, uh, or, or excuse me, that good. They could easily smash or uh, not pepper him at all, which you, you kind of need both to not happen. And uh, below him, Adrian's just a really, really risky play this slate. So uh, in terms of value, I think I'll be looking at Newcastle's uh, Debreca. But uh, other than that, those are my keeper, slate, my keeper takes. <clears throat> yeah, I agree with you for the most part. Um I really don't like keeper this slate. Uh, you said it perfectly when uh, Liverpool, you know, keeper is the top keeper to pay up for. That usually means something funky is up with the slate. But, you know, as always, I think goalie is the most random position. There's just way too much variance involved as they don't really entirely have control over, you know, their perspective points because their defense could, you know, just put them in a shitty position and anything could happen. So I usually, unless I'm really high on a, you know, expensive keeper, I usually tend to, you know, search for the low own, not the low own guy, but the guy who has the potential to see the most shots given his, you know, his team's odds to win. And Fabianski is definitely, you know, that keeper this week. He'll probably be the most highly owned keeper because of his matchup. But 4,400 is too cheap for a guy who currently has the most saves in the EPL. And his team is, you know, favored on the road. And just like... Ones you've been playing a lot better. A yeah. lot better. Carlos I talked about a little bit the article. Sorry. Swansea and Brighton are both... On absolute tears in 2018, it's pretty impressive. Yep. Um, but yeah, just like you said, you know, Liverpool being the second, I mean, the most expensive keepers, you can, I, I guess you can say it's just as ridiculous that the West Brom keeper is the second most expensive team after players were allegedly caught stealing a cab around Spain. Yeah, I talked about that in a bit in the article too, but for anyone who hasn't heard, over the break here the last couple of weeks, a lot of teams that weren't in the FA Cup uh, took warm weather training camps, they're called, and what happens is they go down to Spain or some tropical place and they do the training camp for a week. And West Brom players, while in the training camp in Barcelona, uh, four of them, uh, including Gareth Barry, Jake Livermore, Bose Myhill, the backup keeper, and Johnny Evans stole uh, stole a taxi after convincing the taxi driver to take them to McDonald's, and they left the taxi driver there, stole the cab, and took it to their hotel and left it at their hotel. Uh, they were let off today because it was uh, not enough evidence. But yeah, pretty in intense story. I'll be very surprised to hear if any of those four will be starting this week, which is particularly surprising for Johnny Evans and Gareth Barry, who are pretty serious and one former international player. So, uh, yeah, both my hill won't be playing this week. You can, if, if you're looking for a sure keeper that's going to start, there's your Ben Foster's your guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, let's move to defense. With defense, we always speak about the correlation with goalie. 
Um, I'm just going to touch on, you know, quickly last week I had the same strategy. I used Swansea across the board. It, you know, it panned out perfectly. Um, I'm going to do the same exact thing again. Their prices have not been adjusted. I actually believe they are all priced exactly the same as they were last week. Let me check. And they're actually slightly lower, probably because they're on the road versus being at home. But anyways, Martin Olsen... 4,100, Kyle Nunn coming off a game where he had an assist, 4,400, and Fabianski under 4,500, you know, whenever you can stack a full defense like that, that's in, you know, a favorite to win, whether it be on the road or at home, against Brighton, who's, you know, by far, I think, the worst team in the EPL this year, if I'm not mistaken, but they give up, uh, they're in the top three, giving up the most crosses, goals allowed, <clears throat> and yeah, I mean, I don't really see another way to go defense. I guess you could do the Bournemouth stack because they're at home against Newcastle, but paying fifty three hundred for Charlie Daniels seems a bit too expensive. Simon Francis is, you know, I guess he's in play at forty four hundred, but um, I'm not really, you know, inclined to look much outside of Swansea. What about you, Rob? Yeah, I'd be careful about the Bournemouth situation. Simon Francis has been lining up as a center back for the last few weeks. And if that's what happens again for 4,400, that's way too much for a center back. And Adam Smith and um, Charlie Daniels have been playing at wide with Simon Francis in the middle. So, um, yeah, that's way too much. Like That's what DraftKings has priced a lot of the home defenders very high this late. So in many cases... I'm going to be looking at a away team defender, which is not optimal, and I get that. But it's just a lot of times that's what the salaries dictating this week. Like uh, Bournemouth, Charlie Daniels, and Adam Smith are way too expensive. Brighton, Shaletto, and everyone but Bong is way too expensive. Burnley, they're just irrelevant. Liverpool, talk about too expensive. Brom, talk about irrelevance, and Watford, who I think are excellent plays this late. There's all your home teams. So, like, Watford are the only reasonable home defense that I'm looking to target this slate. Uh, I, I, I see where you're coming from with the Swansea guys. I'm not too interested in them. I think Southampton's where I'm going to be putting a lot of my attention, uh, in particular Bertrand and Suarez. Uh, I think those two should feature in a lot of exposure this slate. I'll be all over them. Uh, in cash and GPP. The idea here, obviously, is we don't want to stack in cash. That's just too much risk to take on. Uh, so you want to be picking one or the other here and kind of rolling with either or. Uh, Aaron Cresswell is still in play for me against Liverpool because Liverpool aren't a team to smother you. They'll, they'll sit back and let the West Ham attack and then try and catch West Ham on the break. And that implies that Aaron Cresswell should still get some open play crosses here. And I'm not psyched to his salary, but it's better than the over 5K, which I think is just a little bit excessive across the board this week, except for Holobos. Uh He's the only guy I would consider paying more than 5K for this week. Uh, I guess Jan Matt, too. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's not impressive in terms of, like, the elite salary defenseman this slate. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I like uh, the Watford defenders in the whole of us uh, and Jan Matz and Ziegler. Ziegler's salary is still way, way, way too cheap. I know he isn't someone that's going to go out 
and like uh, pump out double digit crosses ever, but he doesn't have to. He only costs 4.3K. That's absurdly cheap. And like when you look at the other side of the field, Everton haven't been that impressive. And if Coleman's their 4.8 defender, I don't know. I guess you can use him too because uh, it's not like Watford are immune from taking free kicks. And we'll talk about that later, but, uh, or uh, uh, conceding free kicks, excuse me. But, uh, yeah, in terms of my defenders, I'm on the same concept as you, that there isn't a lot of options. So I'll be focusing a lot on the Southampton and uh, Watford wingbacks. I was just going to ask you, when you say you're going to focus on Watford, how, are you just going to, um, you know, hypothesize who they're going to start? Because it's a 1230 game, and we don't really yeah. know. Well, we can assume for sure that they're not starting cleverly, which is basically their set pieces. So if cleverly doesn't start, you can use Holobos. And if Holobos doesn't start, you can easily use Janmat. And the thing between Holobos and Janmat is that that $300 salary isn't going to ruin your slate. No, even if you already have $200 uh, on your card and you have to pivot down from Holobos to Janmat. And especially in cash, you, you don't want to have both of them in the first place. You shouldn't be stacking two defenders in cash unless it's like one of the most sure CS bonus potentials ever. And that's definitely not the case when they're Watford, let alone this slate, let alone against Everton. So uh, I think that's a safe pivot from Holobos down to Janmat. But at the same time, I have no issue using either or. Uh, but it, it's almost for certain that Janmat's starting and Ziegler starting. Holobas is kind of up in the air. So if you use Holobas, you can just always pivot down to Janmat. And if you just need discount, go with Ziegler. You know, uh, he's, he's probably going to score seven to nine points, which is really in cash. That's more than enough uh, from 4.3K. But uh, yeah, that that's basically where I'm looking for Watford defensively. Alright, makes sense. Makes sense. Let's move to Midi. Um... We have the three trifecta for Liverpool price at the top of midfield. And then just below that, you know, it gets it gets kind of weird with the guys that figure to be a little mispriced just due to the pure options that are on the slate. So I'll let you take it away and, you know, discuss your takes with these top three Liverpool guys and how to deal with uh, almost $9,000 James Ward-Prowse. Yeah. Uh, well, for starters, if you're going to use Salah, there's only one way to use him the slate, and you have to basically this evening get down on your knees and pray that we get a discount starter tomorrow. Because unless we get some serious value pop up here in a couple surprise starters, getting Sal into cars is going to be one of the most suboptimal things you can do all season, despite the fact of how awesome he is. Um, it's just tough from 12K. There isn't a lot of value this slate, period, across the board in any position. Uh, in many cases, especially in cash, I found my cards just fell together if I focused on a lot of people in the 6 to 7K range and focused on getting them in uh, rather than getting Sal in. And cards just fell together so fast. So I don't know uh, how I'm going to approach Sal until the first thing in the morning whenever I see who everyone else is starting. And in terms of Firmino, he, him and Mane make excellent pivot plays in terms of like if you can build a core GPP 
or core cash and you can just pivot them out one or the other a couple times and then them both you're probably going to win uh the majority of your games because it's there's not that much a difference between them except that three hundred dollars and in terms of whenever uh you land on like a minus 100 and you need that difference you can drop down to money it's not i actually prefer my money over Firmino like seven times out of ten to be honest uh i think he has a lot more potential for both goals and assists than Firmino. but in terms of it's just salary 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 is uh almost untouchable this slate based off of how little value there is everywhere else because like when you go down the list uh, a lot of these guys that are bordering the 8k range um, aren't even guaranteed minutes. Walcott isn't guaranteed minutes. Uh, Ward Prowse isn't really guaranteed minutes. Uh, Grub absolutely is not guaranteed minutes and is basically untouchable from 7.9K in 70 minutes. Ox isn't guaranteed minutes. Ibe is 100% untouchable from 7.3K because he gets no minutes. So it's like eventually here, what are you going to do? Uh, you may just have to try and build a salad card. Uh, because there isn't a lot of salary uh, elsewise, elite salary-wise in the midfield. I, I, there's lots of guys I like, don't get me wrong. Like I think Chris Brunt is an excellent cash play. Him and Matt Phillips both. Matt Ritchie from Newcastle is an excellent play this slate. Uh, Stanislav and, and Bournemouth. Everyone between the 6 and 7K range I think is absolutely legendary this week, right across the board. I'll just go down. McLean and GPP, Milner and Cash, Defolo and GPP, Kennedy and GPP, Rooney and GPP, Juan Mario, take him and Cresswell and Cash if Lanzini doesn't start and just walk with those two both getting eight crosses and just go with that and Cash as a stack, you know. Uh, like I said, Matt Phillips is an excellent cash play. Matt, Phil- Matt Ritchie is an excellent cash play. Solly March can be used in any format. Uh, Knockhart, if he gets a start, Rodriguez could be awesome against Sarsfield. So, like, there's this excellent row of players that are just amazing outside of Salah. And I'm not even sure if Liverpool are going to win this game, to be 100% honest. I think it's an excellent game stack game. But I'm just not sure that Liverpool are going to find as big a result as West Ham. And if West Ham are going to outscore Liverpool, you should be looking to stack them. Like, Arnautovic should be one of your top plays this late in GPP at 7.1K. Uh, so it's tough to to say what's going to happen here like Bournemouth you could just stack all Bournemouth guys and hope Newcastle absolutely implode on the road it's nothing it's not like it, it, crazier things have happened this season uh so uh Alex Pritchard on uh, Huddersfield uh another excellent play like I think there's just so many other amazing options in different ranges of salary than the Liverpool guys uh and I, I, I'm not even sure Liverpool are going to win, but it's Liverpool, right? It's just they're not Man City. That's maybe what my thing is. Uh, and that's just they're not as strong as Man City. So if there's going to be a little bit of weakness here, we can go with maybe it's uh, Liverpool this uh, slate. But, uh, yeah, that's that's really my midfield take. Hey, watch it. Watch out there. Liverpool is just as strong, if not stronger, than Man City. <laughs> Stepping on toes, sorry. I mean, just just wait, wait till June when we represent the EPL in the the Champions League final. But yeah, anyways, I I think there's a way to get Salah in there. There are a couple. I mean, first of all, if you're getting Salah in there, you, while you're on praying for your knees, hoping for other value, you should also be hoping that he scores at least two goals because it's not it's very hard to hit value 
at 12K if you're not even, you know, guaranteed to score a goal. And soccer's random enough where, you know, when you have a trio of Mane, Firmino, and Salah, it's literally dependent on who's open at the time of where the ball happens to be. So, you know. But I agree with you for the most part. I think Salah is... It's it's a fade. Twelve K is too much. As good as he's been, it's he, and as tr- great of a position as it is, there's you know it's there's still no guarantee like that he's gonna score a goal. It's not like you can compare him to LeBron James, where you know LeBron is gonna take X amount of shots, probably score X amount of points, and get close to a triple double, regardless of what his price is. So. With that being said, I think um, I think there are some interesting plays in that six seven k range. Um, Milner is the first guy that you know comes to my mind. I like the West West Brom guys that you mentioned, Brunton Phillips particularly. Phillips is a little more active; he's a little more cheaper. He's guaranteed, definitely guaranteed to get more shots on goal, and he is a crossing machine, as we can see. He racked up thirteen against Chelsea. Um, you touched. You did you mention Kennedy? I, I think you I saw him mention yeah, in your right, article. You, want, you should talk about him though if you, you know more about him. I don't really know too much about him, but I know he he's he ended up on Newcastle. Last time I caught up on this guy, he was he was on Chelsea or where was he before yeah. Chelsea? Yeah, yeah. And they a long time ago. He he's I think he he's good. Don't get me wrong. I I caught I caught the Newcastle versus Man United game and. There was a few spectacular moments, and he was part of some of them. And uh, Debraca, the keeper, uh, was part of the, the vast majority of them. Newcastle were, weren't overly impressive, but those two were, that's for sure. Yeah, he's he's interesting at 64, but I also think his partner in crime, a good guy to pivot off him, is John Joe Shelby. Shelby at 4,300. I think, I think Shelby is... You know, a viable salary saving option. He's, you know, he's not the most, like, he's not the best actual soccer player, but 4,300, he's gotten over five the past two games. He's, you know, played 90 minutes consistently. Doesn't take much to pay off, and he's definitely a goal scoring, somewhat of a goal scoring threat from the midfield. But yeah, key, one more guy I wanted to key mention. Sorry, Oh, sorry. No, no, go. My bad. Go, go for it. (laughs) My bad. I'm sorry. I thought you were done. I apologize. I was just going to say Decor on Watford's another guy I'm going to be using a lot in GPP. Yeah, we all know you use him a lot. (laughs) But Key, Key Sun Young is the guy that I think will be fairly popular because he scored a goal in his last game and he's, you know, he's seemingly become one of the, you know, key cogs in the Swansea offense moving forward. The last two games he has gotten multiple crosses. But this most recent game he's he against Burnley was very active. I wonder if there was, you know, some sort of tactical change moving him forward. But I think forty one hundred against the worst team in the EPL is definitely a price and where, you know, he presents a lot of upside because Swansea aren't going to score that many goals, but if you know, if they happen to do for whatever reason, Key and you know Jordan Ayew are two pe- two people that I think are going to be heavily involved in the offense. Anyways, let's move the forward. Forward, 
I don't really like. Um, I don't really have too many takes. I think I'm going to be using the guys from midfield that have forward eligibility rather than stick to the guys that are only yep. forwards because there's just the actual forwards. <laughs> there's really not even anything to talk about, is there? Jordan Ayew maybe, but he doesn't even do much. Absolutely. He's got someone. I, I've, as soon as you started saying that, I've been nodding my head up and down nonstop. Um, you can keep going if you'd like here. Yeah, I mean, I think sticking to the guys that have midfield forward eligibility is the way to fill these forward positions. There's uh, the guys that are only available at the forward spot. I, there's, I, to be honest, I've never seen a player pool this empty. Callum Wilson, 7,500, no thanks. Dominic Solanke, Danny Ings, guys that don't even see the field for Liverpool, <laughs> are seven, over 7K. Um, you know, Richarlson has definitely regressed. Arnautovic, no thanks. Joshua King, no thanks. Delafeu, I mean, maybe, but a bit too expensive. Solomon Rondon, Jay Rodriguez, you can chase those guys if you think they're the likely candidates to score a goal for West Brom. Everton guys, you don't know who's going to start. And that leaves me to Jordan Ayew, 5,800. He's an integral piece of Swansea's offense. He's, you know, shown to be fairly... He's he's active in the peripheral stats. He surprisingly gets some defensive stats, too, being a forward. So he backtracks a lot. And, yeah, I mean... It's it's kind of you're kind of hoping for a goal with him with at that current price because it could be you know hard for him to come by value just off peripherals but he's realistically the only option I see that I would even remotely consider putting into my lineups. What about you? Yeah, I think everything you said I'm in 100% agreement with. The first thing I did with cash was put two midfield forwards in my forward and faded Salah, and it was awesome. And this morning when I rebuilt my cash for tomorrow, uh, the first two guys I put in were Sigurdsson and Johan Berg-Goodmanson as my forwards, and cards just come together so nicely when you use those two as your forwards. Uh, there's just not a lot of ceiling like you were talking about. Like Callum Wilson may be by default one of the better forward plays of the slate because technically he's the only forward play of the slate. Like literally out of all these guys, they're not actually forwards. Um, I'm not too interested in Everton outside of Sigerson, to be honest. Uh, I'll chase his four from 8.3, but other than that, I'm not really too keen on wall cost. We already touched on the Liverpool guys, so we kind of know how to approach that. I'll be using Sadio Mane. Uh, probably the most of the three. Uh, if Milner doesn't start, uh, I'll be using Ox uh, a lot more. Uh, probably a little bit in cash, but uh, I'm going to try and grab him and pick him as much as I can. Uh, yeah, Grob, you can't touch him. It's like, yeah, like you said, I'm not sure what to do. I like Arnovich a lot, uh, just because I think West Ham can get a result. Uh, but, yeah, it's like Rondon. I'm not really excited with that. You touched on Jordan Ayo. I think he's one of the top plays of the slate, honestly, for forwards. Uh, because then when you get really down there, there isn't too much. I think uh, the Swansea, whoever Swansea's like Jordan, I think if Andre starts with the two, I'll probably be stacking both of them in some GPPs and trying to catch uh, some Swansea points. 
Uh, but yeah, like Southampton are incredibly unimpressive attacking. Huddersfield are incredibly unimpressive attacking. Burnley are absolutely brutal attacking right now. Uh, Brighton aren't overly amazing. Like Esquerdo's got goals in back-to-back games. Uh, interesting stats. Uh, I'm not sure if I, I no, I didn't mention this. Uh, Liverpool and uh, West Ham game. The two managers, David Moyes and Klopp, have this like crazy unreal record going on right now, where David Moyes has never won at Liverpool before, and Jurgen Klopp has never beaten West Ham before. It's like this crazy, crazy stat. So I'm not sure how it's going to pan out this late, but. Uh, yeah, I, I just think that uh, th- in terms of forwards, or like you said, uh, my one concept right now to gain the salad in some sort of reasonable fashion, like I've been going on about basically this entire season, is using Watford. Uh, and that starts with the 4-6, 4.5 guys and Andre Gray and Troy Deeney. I don't expect both of them to start. I expect Deeney to start, but I also expect Deeney to get 90 minutes. 4.5k against Everton. Uh, yeah, I'll take that all day in GPP. Uh, there's no reason not to. Uh, Everton aren't that good, and Troy Deeney's almost guaranteed to get 90 minutes. I have no problem with that. 4.5k and 12k is pretty reasonable for uh, two guys uh, that are going to see 90 minutes up front both. Uh, Antonio and West Ham is another guy I'm really considering too. I think he has a ton of potential this week. But uh, James Ward Prowse is probably someone I'll save for uh, GPP also and avoid him in cash. Sorry to go back to midfield for a second. I know we didn't really talk on him. But uh, Southampton offer absolutely nothing going forward. So I would use James Ward Prowse as my uh, Southampton GPP play. But yeah, Chick Burrito maybe on uh, West Ham. Uh, like you mentioned, the, the interesting thing about uh, Brom right now, I'm not psyched about Rondon, but he's like their only forward player outside of Rodriguez. Uh, so those two should both see 90 minutes here. Uh, and uh, against the Huddersfield team, I don't have too many issues with that at all, other than their uh, Jay Rodriguez and Solomon Rondon. <laughs> That's like my main concern is they are who they are. But yeah... Basically, uh, the way I'll be approaching is Johan Berg Goodmanson and Sigurdsson in cash and in GPP. I really like if you're going to go the Sal route, you may as well go Sal and Dini. I think that's a really smart way to attack it. Uh, but yeah, that's my forward takes. Nice. Um, sounds, you know, it's not the most entertaining sleep. Um, I not really excited to play play it tomorrow morning but anyways that just I'm excited about, every week yeah i know that just about wraps it up <laughs> yeah so tomorrow make a wise decision on whether you want to fade Salah or play Salah, and that will probably be the determining factor of the slate anyways i hope everyone has a good weekend sees a lot of green tomorrow if you decide to play and we will be back Next week, right? Next week, this is late. Sounds good. All right, everyone. Have a great weekend. Take care.